Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Hey there, Cam here from Team Sirius. This week on the show, we've got special guest Dr. Garrett Rock from AthleteBloodTest.com. Athlete Blood Tests can help you create uh, strategies to increase your performance and your well-being based on your blood and genetic markers. I'll let Garrett explain that in more detail. Um, so athlete blood test, uh, there's a saying that one of our board members, Dr. Andrea Hansen, she's a NASA scientist, um, shared one time, and that is training is hard, science makes it easier, ABT is the science for athletes. And uh, in a nutshell, that is what we do, who we are. Um, we have a, a, a little more official definition internally, and that is uh, that we provide precision profiling for highly active individuals biomarkers, blood and or genetic, and targeted serving to identify individualized optimal performance and well-being strategies. Now, all um, I realize that most of you don't have a lot of those words in your daily vocab. So um, let me break this down. We're all unique. Your journey, your story, your experience is unique to you. And in the path that you've taken to get right here, right now influences how your body responds to your active lifestyle, to the training that you're doing. And science, specifically ABT science, has come far enough now um, that it's reached a point where we can predict the influence that this path has on um, your enjoyment, your, your performance, and your well-being, and, and especially performance. We focus there for many, many years. Um, in the last few years now, we've gotten more into, um, you know, how are people feeling? What are they feeling during training, et cetera? And so we're able to pass on some of those well-being and enjoyment uh, insights through our, our reports now. We group these influences into three buckets. One is lifestyle, two is environment, and three is physiolo or physiology. Well, sharing these buckets, a I think that it's important to get just sidestep a little bit over to, you know, what is health for athletes? Um, you know, it is athletes, whether recreational, professional, um, elite age grouper, um, or, or you know, somebody who's you know, just getting off the couch and, and starting into the, the athlete experience. Um, the, the definition of health is, <clears throat> it's different. Um, typically, or classically, we're going to define health using population-based uh, information. It's in healthcare, it's is your cholesterol okay? Is your BMI okay? Um, et cetera. And in this group, the way that athlete blood test looks at health is is much different. And, and uh, we're proposing that we use this new method of or a different method. Um, for athletes. So last year, I had a, a chance to, I'm part of the Red Bull High Performance Advisory Group, and I was asked to speak on defining health for an athlete. And I shared that ABT science, uh, as well as science that I'm involved in uh, within the healthcare environment, is convincingly pointing to the notion that health is individualistic, that health is no longer population-based, definition. It's not a look. It's, it's not necessarily even a feeling. It's really a state of thriving physiologically and psychologically. 
And the path to that state is different for every, every single one of us. You know, uh, many of us have heard, you know, paleo diets are for everyone. Being vegan is, is for everyone. This supplement is for everyone. Well, um, what our data, as I mentioned, convincingly shows is, you know, that's not the case. There are athletes that are training or living in a way that's not ideal for them, in a way that's causing more stress and physiological breakdown than you stress and physiological strengthening. And, and that's unhealthy as far as we're concerned. And so ABT, we're showing the world that uh, just a different way of determining strategy for health and training. And that way is by precision profiling an athlete, uh, determining what foods do they respond well to, uh, what genetic predispos predispositions do they have that might influence that, how well do they recover from muscle tissue breakdown that occurs with intent intense activity, and, and so on and so on. And this is why in 2017, uh, we decided to sidestep from only working with professional sports to offering our services to everybody, because where you see, I guess, the system breaking down is really in the recreational and age group athletes that, that don't have the access to you know, five advisors and experts um, that are some of the top in the world. And so in athlete blood tests, we're trying to give you essentially that access as best we can. So let me provide an overview of how we precision profile each person that uses ABT. We start with an athlete questionnaire. Um, and this helps us create a really tight peer group um, by which we can compare your data. As our name implies, we use biomarkers, including blood tests and genetic tests. We're partnered with two national, large national labs. So when you order a test or athlete blood test, you simply go to one of these uh, or one of the thousands of draw locations in the United States, you get a quick and easy blood draw, and then you sit back and wait a few days for the information to come back to you in the form of a report. Once we've gotten the questionnaire and we get the, the biomarker data, whether we ran genetics, um, blood, um, or any other number of tests that we can run. Typically it is blood and genetics. We're gonna take all that information and we're gonna organize it into those three buckets that I mentioned, lifestyle, environment, and physiology. That information and data is first put through algorithms um, it, because some of that can be easily sorted out. Some of the, uh, I guess, liabilities can be easily identified. This is where uh, there are others in this market and ABT, we've been at this um, probably longer than everybody, I think. Um, we really founded this concept a while back, but what makes us different is A, the time that we have in it and B, how we report. And um, so algorithms helpful for 70% of athletes. Um, however, 30% of those athletes in the study that we did several years ago um, will fail to respond to um, a recommendation if you're only looking at algorithms. And so we have a sports scientist uh, review every single case and uh, handwrite comments. Um, and that's the only way 
to factor in all of the unique environmental lifestyle influences because the paths are so diverse, um, the paths towards an athletic lifestyle that there's just no way of, of algorithming your, your way through this. Um, and so there literally is a person, a sports scientist um, <laughs> in each of our reports. So once the organizer or once the information is organized and reviewed, we're going to put this into a report. And the, the objectives of that report are to uh, provide a nutritional strategy, training strategy, recovery strategy, and lifestyle adaptations. And we are not coaches. Um, and so when we talk about training strategy, we're talking about um, ratios of intensity that uh, that are recommended based on your findings. Are you somebody that can you know, train very intensely frequently or are you somebody that needs more recovery in, in between workouts? Our uh, deliverables are, as such, determination of factors in each bucket that influence your performance and well-being. Um, and we're going to, in the form of nutritional recommendations to support the individual's active lifestyle, adaptations to the training plan that support achievement and maintenance of optimal performance for those that you are competing uh, more frequently. This is really important, that maintenance. We all have experienced those ups and downs in the season. And so often they're because of um, inadequate accommodation of you know, uh, just ramping up uh, stress. Uh, and then recovery stress management recommendations to support optimal training and, and life balance. Um, the last comment is we, we have several options for tests. And so if you guys do uh, go through testing, be sure to uh, free to, to you know, send a, a question through our website if you have any questions about what the ideal test for you is. So we can open up for questions and answers now. I'll go first. Can you briefly explain the main differences from like kind of like the general test right up to what they're going to get if they get, is it the black, the black that's the top end? Yeah. So black is more of a, a white glove service than anything. Um, basically somebody shows up at your house, they're going to uh, perform your blood draw. Oh. Um, yeah, it's, it's a truly white glove. Um, very little effort on your part to get that test. But um, our, our two most popular panels are the gold and the platinum. The platinum is a mix of genetics and blood biomarkers. And, and what this allows us to do is to identify predispositions. So we all inherit predispositions. And, um, you know, for example, we may have a high genetic affinity for absorbing iron or a low uh, genetic affinity. And so that's going to predispose us, if it's high, to higher levels of blood iron. However, you're going to find inconsistencies between your genetic predisposition and your blood predisposition in a, a shockingly high percentage of people. That also falls close to 30%. So in 30% of, for example, well, it's just over 30% of female athletes uh, that test an ABT, they get a platinum panel. We're going to find that, um, you know, uh, 
the blood findings and the, the genetic findings don't align. And so that means that there's some sort of environmental influence. It's you know, most often going to be intestinal absorption, food allergies, um, some other factor. Um, so platinum is really, really a powerful panel. You know, for some, it is outside of the, you know, what they can achieve from a price range. Um, ABT Gold is undoubtedly the most popular panel. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a it's a really robust um, blood biomarker panel, um, and you know pretty much is the gold standard for blood testing for athletes right now in the market. And then bronze is kind of your systems check pre race entry level. Um, you know from a price point, uh, we're going to pull a lot of information out of it. It is going to be uh, less predictive of the future. Um, because it is more of a current status snapshot um, and we're not able to put in some of those more expensive biomarkers um, in order to achieve the price point, but um, still a great starting point. Does that include the genetic testing as well, the bronze? Only that, so you can add genetic testing onto any of the panels. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, the, the platinum is the only one where we lump it in. That is Platinum panel is a gold panel plus a genetic add-on. Okay. Um, I think we might need, Garrett, to take that screen down so we can um, get people's faces back up to ask questions. I'm sure we'll have some for sure. Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. So we're going to open up to questions, and I'll unmute you. So just um, put your hand up either in the chat or, or where you are. Um, I know we had questions. Come on, you guys. Here we go, MC. Of course. Hi, hello. Uh, hello. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I am a huge fan of, you know, just like uh, taking care of, uh, like being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Prevention, not like treating it once it's already happening. So uh, thank you so much for putting this out there. I believe it's truly important. My question is, um, once uh, we get the results, like what happens? Do you guys uh, are able to provide athletes with like a list of supplements based on the results if needed? Or uh, what's the follow up after getting the results? Yep. Yep. So the reports are going to include recommendations for uh, well, diet and supplement and in you know, many cases, depending on the frequency and, and duration and intensity of exercise, um, those supplements are, they're an adjunct. Our ultimate goal is to not rely on supplements, especially long-term. And most athletes can achieve that um, with the right, you know, accommodations and knowledge of, of uh, you know, what's happening internally. Um, you know, but if somebody needs that little adjunct, especially to get them through, uh, you know, the current period or, or get them up to ideal, um, then we're going to give you pretty specific, well, very specific recommendations. Um, you know, iron's a good example. It's well talked about as well. And, and so, um, you know, iron is not as simple as going and buying it off the shelf in your, your grocery store or vitamin store. Um, you know, this form of iron that you respond to is going to be, or respond to best is going to be dictated by your past history, by 
um, your intestinal health, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to give recommendations around timing, um, around the form, uh, et cetera. Um, same with everything else that the recommendations are going to follow uh, or be as specific as we can be. Um, and we're also going to tailor them around your delivery mechanism. So if you have a coach, our ideal uh, delivery mechanism there is to actually send the report to the coach, allow the coach to integrate that information into the, the global plan uh, because they're probably helping you out with nutrition, timing, et cetera. And we don't want to you know, stir the pot too much. We want to fit in with the global strategy. Perfect. Does that help MC? Yes, that's perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you, MC. I love your shirt, by the way. It's so cute. <laughs> uh, my amazing athlete, Vanessa Cook, has a question. I do. Thank you, Coach Beck. Um, so, yeah, this is like really fascinating. And I think um, my question is fairly similar to the one that Janet has typed in as well. Um, so presumably, like we're in the off season at the moment. So this would be an ideal time to get a baseline done, I'm guessing. And then how often do you recommend retesting if you have abnormalities that are found on the um, on the screening? Yeah, so there's some variance here. And I, I and I have to respect that variance um, uh, because it does matter. So, you know, how much you're training, uh, what findings present, if any, um, that all comes into play in determining, you know, that, you know, I guess the best value for testing. Um, you know, we don't, we don't set a strategy. We used to do this, but you know, we're after giving you the athletes the best value possible as well. And, and, um, and so if we can get away with, you know, one test, two tests, three tests in your life, that'd be great. Um, in any cases we can, but, um, but I do want to give you some answer. And so baseline during off season is always best strategy if possible, um, because we're finding a time where you know, that stress is relatively low um, or the physical stress. Um, and so we're going to catch the body at a time where it's, you know, in more of its normal state. And then once you really go through that big ramp up, let's say there's no, no abnormal findings or, or meaningful findings. You go through that big ramp up, um, uh, you know, for a half Ironman triathlete, you know, that's going to be where you start getting into the, you know, 10 plus hours of training, nine, 10, um, that's a good time to test too, uh, because now we're going to see how your body is responding to the test or to the, the training. And, um, and then we, we kind of go based on that. If, if there's abnormal findings, then, um, you know, sometimes we might recommend a single biomarker or two just to do a spot check versus you know, running a whole panel. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it just varies by individual and value. Mm -hmm. So Coach Mel from Australia has got a question, Mel Mitchell. This is a good one. This will, I'll be interested to hear how you answer this. <laughs> um, hey, hi. Um, this is really cool. I'm really fascinated by this. So, so great. Um, so people with ha uh, mental health conditions, um, how can we look at helping 
how can ABT help it helping them? Um, perhaps, you know, uh, can they get off their medication or um, can it find things where uh, uh, they can not, yeah, so not so much get off their medication only, but um, help them understand who they are, like uh, to be accepting of like maybe the things going on genetically in their bodies, why they've got, uh, why they suffer from mental health. Is there anything like that in the testing that will might help them in the report? So that's a great question. And um, it's an emerging, um, both emerging science and emerging sort of interest of ours. And, and the reason that it's, it's emerging within our system is because we just launched uh, what's called ABT She. And ABT She, it's really, really cool science. Um, I'm not the lead scientist behind that. We have a, a really impressive group of scientists behind ABT. And uh, um, ABT She is really the brainchild of, of some of our female scientists that um, have a long history in this and also um, know well um, that, uh, you know, the female population in sports science research has been underserved and, you know, really, I, I dare say neglected um, based on uh, current rates of, of involvement. Um, and, and so uh, our ABT She initiative is, it's all science that, um, that uh, centers around females and is built by females and, um, and, uh, goes beyond just performance. It goes into more of, um, you know, the, the cultural aspect, et cetera. And so, um, so I'll come around to your question here in a second. What I'm trying to say is like, there's, there's more to performance than biomarkers, right? We don't want to treat just biomarkers. We want to treat the person, the story, uh, the path them here and, and we're really great at identifying that path now we have to add we have to build on to our science and so in the abt she um, product what we are doing is adding some of those um, both markers and questions some of them are going to be facing the public some of them are behind we're just running them um, as part of our research budget now we this tricky, tricky balance of um, wellness and non-medical services and medical services. And the way that we keep our prices down, um, I work in healthcare every single day. Uh, one of the ways that we keep our prices down is by staying out of the medical services world. Um, and otherwise, you know, now we're paying for more expensive malpractice. We already have expensive malpractice, but we're adding layers. And so to speak on the business side of getting into advice regarding medication, that's probably not anything that we're going to dive into. Our goal around emerging that science is to make that science available for doctors and to share it with the physicians that are managing somebody's health mental health conditions or their behavioral specialists so um so yes and no we want to be an advocate for those athletes that have mental health conditions by being an information source and a loud voice 
for them by passing on data, science, information. Um, but as far as actually managing ourselves, it's probably not something we'll be able to get into under our current structure. Yeah. But will your will the test show up like um, saying, you know, like you've got like low dopamine levels and all these sort of other levels which, you know, can correspond with sorry, Beck. I was there really high cortisol. Like my sister, when she was had manic depression, she was depressive. She had really ridiculously like through the roof cortisol as well. Like are they sort of things that we email? Like the dopamine, are they sort of things that Garrett would look at? Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna show your yeah. The different levels, you know, which, uh, you know, through this testing, um, will it show those sort of things in that, that sort of testing? Um, so some of them, um, neurotransmitters are not part of our, our public facing. Um, and so we're not going to report on anything that, I guess, holds us liable for managing mental health. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably getting more into the business side than I should be, but I think transparency is always good. So, um, um, but we're capturing things um, it, so long as people agree to uh, allow us to use our information, which is a question, then we might be capturing some of those neurotransmitters and for research sake. But oh. it's like cortisol. Yep. We're testing. We're generally looking at global um, stress response hormones. Um, yep. Everything else we're kind of is, lives on the research side. Can you list some of those, Garrett? Because some of those like are foreign to us. Like I kind of know them, but I don't know. Like say there's an athlete that's extremely fatigued and they keep saying to me and I think, oh, maybe it's a mental thing. And then you get their test back. This has happened before. And they've got no testosterone. No, not even even their female hormones are low, like estrogen, uh, progesterone, and then they're having yeah really low testosterone, really low DHEA, and but their cortisol is like off the roof. Like, what would those sort of things that we'd look at? Like, can you give us kind of a rundown of some of the things you test for specifically for athletes that maybe are struggling with their performance? Are they some of them that you'd look yeah, at? Yeah, yeah. So if we're if we're dealing with fatigue, I mean, the first thing that we're going to do is go through the most common causes of fatigue in athletes. And, and a lot of those, some of those center around micronutrients, um, uh, caloric intake sufficiency. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the other ones are uh, um, recovery and, and training tolerance, which you know, are indicative or indicated uh, or unveiled, I guess, through hormones. Mm. Um, and so, you know, in uh, let's say all the, the micronutrients, et cetera, all, all come back negative, um, red blood cells look great, all of the, the tissue markers um, and, and tissue recovery markers look great. You know, and, and now we dive into the hormones and they're showing abnormalities that uh, in our gold panel, we're testing the, the Testosterone's free in total, cortisol, DHEA, sex hormone binding, blah, 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 um, which those you know, are going to capture uh, or at least screen all of the you know, most common causes of poor recovery or recovery uh, or poor recovery induced fatigue. Um, now, in the, the ABT She panel, we're adding to that FSH, luteinizing hormone. 
um, progesterone, estrogen, and they're going to uncover a whole lot more. The other thing they do is, I mean, this is the superpower of women is you can periodize, you can time your interventions um, by, you know, knowing the stages of the menstrual cycle. And so it's much, uh, it's a much more precise plan to performance and predictable plan to performance than, you know, with men, we, we catch you at a, you know, a time where you're low and conceivably you're going to be low for the next how long, and you're going to use this single strategy for, you know, months um, with women, we can say this week, this strategy, next week, this strategy. And it's, um, it's a much more efficient and effective way at, at ensuring longer term performance. But to get back to your question, um, you know, hormones are going to, they're going to tell us a whole lot. Um, some of them are largely screeners, um, meaning they're going to give indications that something might be there. And that's going to launch questions. If you have a coach, those those questions are going to be asked through your coach. If you don't have a coach, and typically one of our scientists are going to give you a call and, and try and fill in some of the blanks so that we can provide the best or most accurate information and an interpretation as possible. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah, I just asked because I remember I um, had a test come back years ago when I was so fatigued from Ironman training and my DHA was like below point something. Anyway, it was crazy. And of course, as athletes, we're never going to take steroids. And the only way they told me that naturally I can get it up is just to basically stop training. I wish I had you at the time. You could probably give me a bit more information than just that. But they told me I'd have two or three months off training. And I did. And it went up barely anything. But then about three or four months later, it slowly started to come up. But it took a long time. Like I think that's something you probably noticed with a really high performance athletes, um, your Tim O'Donnells and your top guys, like their testosterone levels, like in all of my athletes, even as age groupers, is so much lower than your average person. Is there any other than we obviously don't want to recommend testosterone, but is there anything that they can do, any hacks that you can think of? I know heavy lifting, I've been told, reduce your training, but do you have any tips for, for that in particular for testosterone, DHEA? Yeah, I mean, there's lifestyle um, considerations. And, you know, typically what we're going to do is we're going to list those considerations. Some of our, our dietary, like high fat diets mm-hmm. and certain individuals can um, increase sex hormones. Um, um, you know, changing your exercise routine, adding intensity, um, resistance training in some individuals and some it doesn't. Um, but I can tell you, it, it also depends, I guess the importance depends on the sport. Um, you know, endurance athletes, um, lower testosterone is comes with the territory. It's, it's <laughs> normal. Yeah. Um, and, and especially the, the male endurance athletes, especially Ironman, marathon, et cetera. And it, um, increasing testosterone is, doesn't appear to have that big of a benefit um, if you can. Uh, but um, typically, you know, it's, it's, you're going to list your, your lifestyle hacks and they're going to work or they're not. Some people, you'll see it, you know, testosterone, free testosterone fire up. And it's incredible and others, it does nothing. Um, you know, it, it's, we don't get too bent out of shape unless it's creating symptoms. And if it is, then 
you know, we're going to address all those lifestyle uh, factors first and hopefully they work. And if not, then, you know, and it's you know, different conversations depending on, you know, the, the athletes future goals and yeah, it's kind it gets complicated, but you know, it, it, it comes down to the individual um, and there's this stepwise approach, um, you know, to addressing these things. Mm -hmm. So Kat Toppender has a question. Yes. Now, thanks for coming on to the team chat. I'm curious, um, from the perspective of an older athlete, a recreational athlete, but serious, um, how your testing might address older athletes with fluctuating hormone levels that um, are kind of a moving target, probably. And do you identify food sensitivities that we should be aware of? and microbiome deficiencies? And how might the test results help an older athlete who's trying to optimize and be the best they can be with what their body is able to do right now? Yeah. Um, so where we've really pinned down this science is in the ABTC product. Um, uh, and so what we typically are gonna do is, is we're gonna create this really tight peer group. Um, and so if you go through testing with us, you're going to be compared to your peers. And we have, you know, I, I guess the science is founded upon a very tight peer. Um, now with fluctuating hormones, um, what we, is important to capture is um, if you do have a menstrual cycle, what stage are you in? Um, and can we capture another stage as well so that we can predict if you're um, you know, in menopause or postmenopause, then, you know, that's, that's going to basically pull you into a different peer group. And we make accommodations based on that and based on when the test was performed, um, still in your, you know, uh, when the cycle was there, because a lot of times there's sort of this tailing of, of, uh, physiological adaptation. So, um, I guess the overviewing answer is drill down to the peer group, drill down to exactly where you're at in, you know, the, the pathway towards, you know, um, either your regular cycle or menopause, postmenopause, and and we get pretty, uh, well, not pretty, we get very uh, um, high rates of of achieving. Uh, the objectives, um, the goals of the, the uh, uh, recommendations that are made in the report. Um, now that it, I also should mention that that influences recovery in a big way. Um, and, and so typically we're going to provide some recommendations around, you know, where you're at in your, your life as an athlete as well and what that might mean to or how you may want to consider um adapting your training and racing based on what we're seeing in the results so does that answer your question um yes yeah it really helps i'm, I'm just curious too how big are the peer groups for like scientific relevance of the answers yep so it all depends on um i mean some of you of course are you know our most common peer groups are going to be your uh, 30 to 35 through six to 40. Um, and those have uh, tens of thousands of, 
of tests. Um, once we get into the, the uh, like 60 to 65 females, we're in, uh, I think we're like around 1,000, 1,200, but um, statistical significance requires um, at least 250 um, unique individuals. And most of those we're gonna have multiple tests. Now our smallest peer groups are your young athletes. Um, teenagers and et cetera. Just, it's a, it's partly due to us and yeah, partly due to the, the systems that they play in. And also they're mostly invincible at that age. Anyway, so. <laughs> huh. well, thank thank you. you. So can we just have one or two more Garrick? So I don't want to hold you for too long here because we're really conscious of your time. Is it okay if we ask just a couple more yeah. questions? We've got, we've, got, we've got one from Kerry Preston about PRP. I think I know the answer to this, but let's see. Okay. Thanks, Beck. Hi, everyone. And Garrett, thank you so much. I just had a question for like the sugar water injections for like tennis elbow or a tear in your calf. Would that impact, you know, the inflammation and things like come up in the blood work? That's a great question. Typically, no. Um, you know what? Uh, for those to really pop up in blood work, um, they've got to you know cross into the, the you know the bloodstream, and most of the injections are going to cross over at at a low enough rate. Okay. They're not going to influence results, but um, typically things like that we want to know it um, so that if something pops, then pops positive, negative, etc. Then you know we can look at all options, and that's the importance of the individual being mm. over these versus algorithming everything. Um, is you know a lot of times you're going <laughs> to get these things that show up, and and we've got you know ten of us passing the reports around saying, well, what could that be? And uh, and usually we come to a you know an answer, but yeah. So anything if you do go through testing. Any information like that um, that you can provide is really helpful. Thank you. Cool. And there was just one question. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, thanks, Kerry. Um, someone was asking, and I actually did, don't know the answer to this either, Garrett, but um, Vanessa just wanted to know, and if we could just maybe briefly explain, um, if the ABT sheet, I believe it's a completely separate test, but is that included in the platinum test um, or how is that different um, if she was wanting to get the ABT sheet compared to the platinum yeah, so ABT-SHE is its own panel. Um, it's, its closest equivalent would be the gold panel. Um, it is the gold panel with four female hormones. And the purpose of those hormones is to allow us to um, time recommendations um, and make a long-term strategy. Uh, it doesn't include genetics. Um, and the reason is you know, this goes back to the business side, what will people purchase? Um, and, you know, <laughs> if we could give this all away for free, we sure would, but nobody's given us a grant yet to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, so with the ABT she, if somebody wanted ABT she plus genetics, I would say just reach out to our team, just a general inquiry, and mm-hmm. you're going to find yourself getting a deal. I think uh, everyone this call probably has a code for um, yeah. 
a nice percentage off, which is thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you don't, um, Beck and Siri have one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I was just looking at them. I was going to read out to Vanessa because um, I've got it right here. Oh, actually, I don't know if it goes into details. But on the website, you guys, it breaks down um, everything you need. I'd recommend for my female athletes to ABT She. Um, I just would, especially uh, most of my women are over 40, so I think it's totally worthwhile. But um, you can add on as well. So, and we got twenty percent, which is just awesome, Garrett. Thank you so much. Um, so worthwhile. Um, I don't think we have any more questions. With a lot of thank yous here on the chat, but um, but what's the best way, Garrett, to find you on social media? Um, and what's your website, just in case there's anybody else listening afterwards? Um, boy, that's a good question, Beck. Um, <laughs> I think it's pretty straightforward. I think so. I think uh, I think we're on Instagram and. Facebook and um, I myself, not a huge social media person. And so um, I don't handle that side, but uh, I think it's, I think Instagram is athlete blood test com without the dot, I think. And Facebook is similar. Um, website is athlete blood test.com. So Easy. we've made it confusing. Uh, yeah. But we, to love to help you all and if there's any more questions that you have after this feel free to reach out via general inquiries our, our sports science staff also um answers questions so um you know they do get filtered through um just a regular staff but if it's a science question then you're going to get a pretty impressively robust answer usually um, we're very much a boutique hands-on type business even though we do you know, work with some of the large teams in the U.S. We we staff accordingly. Um, got some bright minds in here. Awesome, Garrett. Well, we're really excited to partner with you. And as I said, my athletes can find the code privately in their app or just reach out to me. We get 20% off. And I think now's the perfect time to get that done. And I know you recommend it. Oh, it'd be great if I need to get it done once in a lifetime. I'm going to I'm going to disagree because I actually think that um, everyone should do it at least every year Um, just because of, I mean, as I said, my wife was diagnosed with leukemia from a regular blood test and uh, one of these. So we wouldn't have found out about her leukemia if she didn't have this. So I just think if you're going to get one from a doctor in your general checkup, why not just go all out and get the full, the full count? You know, they they don't do those, all those counts. They don't do the whole panels as from a normal general practitioner doctor. So yeah, that's my two cents. That's a good point, Beck. You know, you're, if you have an HSA account, you can use HSA for athlete blood test. Um, and so awesome. Yeah, uh, so many athletes use us and then just bring the results to their, their doctors or call their doctors and say, hey, what else do you want us to add on to this? Because you can add on all your, your general wellness or healthcare wellness tests. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Garrett. We're so grateful. My pleasure. Good chatting with you all. And uh, yeah, you guys Merry need Christmas. to a couple of weeks. Merry Christmas. Oh. I know. <laughs> 60 degrees. I'm going to bring your girls out to see the horses, Garrett, too. We're holding you oh. to that. We'll be up there. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so all much. Bye, right, guys. Bye. Havet, Cam here again. Just wanted to let you know that all Team Sirius Tri Club members get 20% off athleteblood.test.com. Uh, if you want to get the benefits uh, of that, you can join the club anytime by going to teamseriustriclub.com.